Aloha, this is Abe's Ukulele Podcast. I'm Abe. This podcast is for teachers and players of the ukulele to get better at teaching and playing the ukulele. Thank you for joining me. Today's episode is all about effects pedals for the ukulele. I love the natural sound of the ukulele, but sometimes you just need a little more magic, if you know what I mean. Now, this is not going to be an in-depth review or a giant list of pedals that you should check out. I'm simply going to go over what I think are the essential pedals that everyone should know about and have some basic understanding of. New effects pedals are always being created, and experimentation is the key to getting an amazing sound that truly speaks for you and enhances your musical experience. First off, I want to let you know that this podcast is supported by listeners like you over at patreon.com slash ukuleleabe. I have to give a big shout out to my newest patrons and supporters, Dawn and Angela. Thank you so much for the support and helping make this possible. You are both amazing. Seriously, thank you. Now, before I jump in, and this applies to all music gear you buy, you must always remember that trying new gear out for yourself is the best way to know whether or not it will work for you. The same set of strings will not sound the same on different ooks. In the same way, the same pedal will sound different on every ook. In my experience, it doesn't vary wildly, but it's important to keep in mind. You have to try new gear to see how it works for you. Borrow it if you can, and don't rule out buying completely. Some libraries actually lend out effects pedals, which is pretty cool. I've had to buy many pedals in the past just to try them out. I was super curious, and it was the only way I could get it. Getting them used on a site like Reverb.com is a great place to start looking. Now, personally, I believe it's worth it to try it out if you really want to know how a pedal is going to work. Even if you can't return it for the full price, I still think the experience of getting your hands on it and being able to play around with it is really worth it. Ultimately, like me, you might just give in and spend <laughs> too much money on new toys. You know what I'm talking about. Please use discretion. I cannot be held liable if you go bankrupt buying <laughs> 20 new pedals or something like that. But, you know, if you do, seriously, let me know. I, I really want to know <laughs> how you like those pedals, okay? Just a note, when I say effects pedals, I also mean guitar pedals. As far as I know, there are no ukulele-specific pedals, but guitar pedals work just fine. Bass guitar pedals are also fair game. You know, like, if you have the chance, just try it out, give it a go. It might not be ideal, but you can probably get interesting sounds. I've played ukuleles through bass amps, and I thought it sounded pretty cool. One more thing... To get ideas of what pedals you might like to try and play around with, talk to other players and see what they're using. Jake Shimabukuro does a fantastic run-through of his pedal board on Reverb. Equipboard.com is another great place to browse through pedal boards of many famous guitarists. And since guitar pedals work for ukulele, don't rely just on ukulele players for finding out what pedals people are using. And just keep in mind, like I said before, since it's not a guitar that you're playing, it won't work exactly the same way. Alright, well that's enough housekeeping, let's get started. So, first of all, if you are interested in running your ukulele through pedals, you need a pickup. There are other ways to amplify your uke and run it through pedals, but 
an undersaddle pickup will be the simplest option. If you have a pickup already on your Ook, great. The first pedal you should know about is a preamp pedal. If you have a passive pickup, meaning a pickup that's not powered by batteries, you really should get a preamp. It gives you a fuller sound and it lets you customize the frequency ranges more. For example, you can make your ook sound brighter or muddier. And you can also like make the bass louder, make it quieter. You can do the same for the higher ranges or the mid-range. Um, if you have an active pickup, basically that would be a pickup with a battery, you don't need a preamp as badly, but I would argue that it's still a great tool to make you sound better especially if your pickup is on the cheaper side. Now, many preamps also come with built-in tuners, like ones from LR Bags and Fishman. They mute the signal when you turn them on so that people won't have to hear you while you're tuning. Included on a lot of preamp pedals is also a boost function. Boost is simply an effect that makes your instrument just a little bit louder when you activate it. Unlike a volume knob that you would have to actually turn, boost is just an instant, like, extra little bit of power. It's good when you're playing in a group or in a band and you want to stand out while taking a solo. Speaking of tuners, a tuner pedal is exactly as it sounds. You step on it, it shows you what note you're playing, and then it mutes the signal so you can just quietly and discreetly tune. If you're wondering which is best, you really can't go wrong with any reputable brand like Boss, Korg, or TC Electronic. The main thing to consider would have to be if you like the way it looks. A tuner is just pure utility, so you don't need to go crazy. And many people use clip-on tuners, and that's fine. But here's something to consider. This is just a theory of mine, but I bet that the way to get the most in-tune signal is to tune the signal going to the amp, not just the vibrations of the instrument, which is how clip-on tuners work. Being able to mute is nice too, especially if you ever want to unplug and switch instruments. Alright, so those two pedals are pretty basic. The tuner doesn't shape your sound, and the preamps are a great first step, but you don't always need a preamp pedal or a tuner pedal. You can tune your ooks some other way, like a clip-on tuner or by ear. As for preamps, you might have one on your ook as an active pickup, or you might have an amp, and if you do, it most likely has a preamp built in. And that's the method I currently use with an effects loop. An effects loop is basically a way for you to plug directly into the amp, and then after the signal goes through the preamp, goes out into the pedal board or the pedal chain that you have set up, and then back into the amp. If you'd like to know more about pickups, preamps, and effects loops, there will be a link in the show notes to a blog post explaining those a little bit further, but for the sake of brevity, I'm not going to elaborate on those here. Now, before I get into the rest of today's pedals, I want to let you know about the term signal chain. Signal chain is how you describe the order of your pedals and how the ukulele signal is being sent through. There are some common guidelines for how to set up your signal chain, but as with everything in this episode, experimentation is the key to knowing what sounds best to you. If you have a tuner pedal or a preamp pedal, it usually goes first in the signal chain, and that's because those are the foundation of your tone. The next pedal I'll talk about usually goes after that in the signal chain, and it's a compressor. 
Personally, I think it's not an important pedal to have, but so many guitar players use them and I think it is important to know what it is in case you want to try one out. Compressors or compressor pedals take the loudest notes you play and make them quieter. And then it also takes the quietest notes you play and makes them louder. It kind of squishes your signal and then boosts it just a little bit. It's very difficult to demonstrate without actually playing with one and fiddling with the controls. And it can get complicated trying to understand what all of the controls actually do. The main idea is that it's evening out the dynamics. Just to give you a bit of music theory, the dynamics of a piece of music is how you can describe the variations of loudness. Compressions are fun to play around with because they do give you a bit of sustain. Because the note is played and as it's played it gets quieter, right? It trails off. Well, since compressors make quieter signals louder, the strings will actually sound like they ring out just a little bit longer. If you want to know more about compressor pedals, there is a great Sweetwater article that I'll link in the show notes. A thing to keep in mind about them is that since they make quieter sounds louder, that also means the string squeak and any other light non-musical sounds you make while you play will be louder and much more obvious. The next pedal that's probably more immediately useful to you is a volume pedal. Volume pedals do exactly what they sound like. It's just a way to control your volume with your feet. It's basically like a little seesaw that you just tilt back and forth with your foot. A really cool trick you can pull off with these is volume swells. Jake Shumbakuro demonstrates this really well in the pedal board video I mentioned. It's a great video to hear what pedals he uses and it gives you ideas of what pedals you might like to try. Another thing about the volume pedal, many active pickups have volume knobs on the ukulele, but having a volume pedal lets you very quickly mute or adjust your volume without using your hands so you can keep playing. Personally, I honestly get mixed up with a volume knob on one of my ukes every time I adjust it. I don't know which way is louder or quieter, and yeah, it's embarrassing. I could just learn. But anyway, that's what a volume pedal does. In the signal chain, generally the volume pedal goes after compressors and tuners, but don't be afraid to move it around. The next pedal is actually three different pedals, and I'm combining them because they're all similar effects. It's the overdrive, distortion, and fuzz pedal. And um, they distort and boost your signal. You know that rock guitar crunch? That's a distortion pedal. The pedals vary slightly in how much distortion and gain they apply. Overdrive is very subtle and often described as adding just a bit of warmth and hair to the signal. Think of blues guitar. As your volume increases or decreases, overdrive pedals generally change the signal slightly from warmer to more distorted. It's kind of like the way old tube amps worked with electric guitars. Now, distortion pedals mostly have the same heavier breakup at all volumes. The effect is a lot more obvious than overdrive and the signal is much more distorted. The fuzz effect is almost a complete breakdown of the signal. It kind of turns the signal into a square wave. If you don't know what a square wave is, no worries. Think of the song Revolution by the Beatles. That's basically a fuzz pedal. 
personally, I really, really don't like the sound of distortion on the ukulele, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Lots of people love it, and even my main man, Jake Shimbukuro, uses some overdrive. The thing that you have to keep in mind is that because of the piezo pickup and the fact that these pedals are made for electric guitars, they won't sound the same. One time I had an overdrive pedal, and actually it made no difference in the sound, at least as far as I could tell. And another time I was trying out a distortion pedal, and somehow it distorted it so much more than I thought it would be from demonstrations I had seen on electric guitars. If you have any of these pedals in your signal chain, usually you'd want to put them before or after your volume pedal. You might want to control the volume before the distortion is applied, since the volume sometimes can change the way it sounds, and you might prefer the distortion to be applied more evenly, and then you change the volume of the distorted sound. Again, with your signal chain, just experiment. The next effect is often found on amps, but as a pedal, it will offer a lot more customizability. That's the chorus pedal. So just like a choir is one voice multiplied many times, a chorus pedal takes your signal and multiplies it, so it sounds like a bunch of different instruments playing the same thing. It doesn't play back the exact copy of your signal. It alters it just a little bit. It colors the tone, kind of adds some vibrato. It delays it just a little bit. And of course, it lets you change how intense and obvious it is. It's often described as a shimmery effect. Chorus pedals are considered a modulation type effect, and usually it's a good idea to put them after distortion or overdrive. And of course, you can put the volume pedal after it if you'd like as well, and just try it out, see how it works. The next pedals are reverb and its cousin delay. Reverb and delay are time-based pedals, and they often sound really fantastic together. And you could argue that they always coexist in nature. Delay, which can also be called echo, basically takes your signal and repeats it. You can have it repeat once or forever, <laughs> but like an echo in a cave, a common way to use delay is to have it repeat once over and over and gradually get quieter each time. Uh, you'll often hear delay used as a slapback effect, meaning the sound is quickly repeated once after playing the notes and then it doesn't repeat anymore. Delays can also be synced with the music and the, a certain tempo that you give the pedal. And uh, sometimes as you play, the repeats can actually mess with your internal timing because you'll be playing notes and they'll be playing back at you at different times. But delays are just really cool and there's so many possibilities with them. As long as you're solid with your playing, it's a great idea. Um, U2's guitarist, The Edge, always is well known for um, great delay usage. Reverb is a similar effect, but it's not really about repeating the notes, it's more about filling in the space behind the notes. With reverb, you can change the size of the imaginary room that the music is in. If you go back to the cave analogy and you shout or you clap, you'll hear the sound come back, but there's all this extra sound. It's not just the exact echo that you hear. It's almost like this extra ambience. With reverb, you can sound like you're in a cavern. 
you can sound like you're in a simple hall. Or when you cut it out completely, it might sound like you're right next to the instrument. In most cases, a tiny bit of reverb really helps you sound better overall simply because there's always some reverb naturally occurring in our daily lives. Many amps also come with simple reverbs built in just like a chorus, and I would say it's probably more common to have reverb. There's also some built-in delay functions on amps too, um, but I definitely say reverb is the most common thing because it just sounds so great. You don't necessarily always want your notes repeating back so clearly, but you do kind of want some space there, just filling it in. That's what reverb does. Now, in your signal chain, you generally want reverb and delay at the end, but just like before, just test it out. It's a time-based effect, so think about how is the signal going into the reverb. Usually you'll want if you're going to distort your sound or do anything else to it, you want that whole thing to be getting the reverb applied to it. Does that make sense? So the next pedal is a great pedal for solo performers and actually it was just covered on the Ukulele Underground podcast and I thought they did a great job. It's a loop pedal. Also, you can call it a looper or a loop station. Loop pedals basically record what you play and then they play it back on a loop. Or, you know, if you don't want it to go on forever, you can stop it. <laughs> Some of them actually fade out, which is pretty cool. The foot switches activate the recording and the playback, as well as, you know, you can erase and do over loops that you might have messed up on. Loop pedals are wonderful tools for practicing or, you know, doing a solo work. You can just play a little chord progression, set it to go, and then just go crazy. A lot of loop pedals have simple drum tracks also to back you up, and some of them will even let you store MP3s in them and just play them so that you have a full backing track whenever you perform. One of the trickiest things about loop pedals is that you have to step on the pedal to record and play at the right time in the music with the tempo. And if you don't, it'll sound kind of weird like the end of the song is cut off. But there are loop pedals that follow a tempo you set it to and they'll actually adjust your loops slightly to be in time so that you don't have to be so perfect with your foot tying. It just takes practice. A lot of people set their loopers as the final piece in their signal chain because they want to capture everything and um, yeah loopers are a lot of fun and there's so many things you can do with them. If you want to see a great looper in action you need to check out Ed Sheeran. Also, Victoria Vox just came through, and she used the looper in her set. Pretty awesome. Um, so check them out. Looper pedals are great. So the last two pedals I want to bring up are, in my mind, less essential, but still very cool. The first is a switcher. Sometimes it's called switch pedals, switcher pedals, ABY pedals, selector pedals, and other names. Switchers let you plug in two or more instruments and with a simple step on the switch you can play different instruments with the same pedals and not have to unplug any cables. You want switchers to be the very very first thing you plug into and there are some awesome pedals that actually combine preamps and switchers like the Radial Tone Bone or the Lela Acoustwitch. Now I'm not sure if I said that right but you can find it in the show notes. The other pedal that I think is just plain cool is an octave pedal. Octave pedals take your signal and duplicate it one octave up, one octave down, 
or one octave up and down. The octave function is actually included on a lot of pedals, but from my experience, the Electroharmonics Pog and, of course, the Nano Pog, they're just simply the best. If you watch the Jake Shimabukuro video I mentioned earlier, he says it perfectly. The tracking of this pedal, or basically how well it picks up the notes and replicates them, it's just spot on. So that's all the pedals I wanted to share with you today. If you start getting pedals, you're actually going to need to get, at some point, a pedal board to transport them and keep them organized and easy to use. Building a pedal board is a whole art in itself, but the basic idea is that you get a pedal board that fits all your pedals, right? You just have to measure it out, and then you need a way to attach the pedals to the boards or the board, like Velcro or zip ties. Then you get patch cables or pedal board cables. You connect all the pedals. Remember, your signal chain, it's up to you which order to put them in. And then finally, you get a power supply that can power all your pedals. Then you're good to go. The more pedals you have, the more likely you are to run into an audio or a power problem, since the signal from your ukulele will have farther to travel before it gets to your amp. But there are plenty of resources online to help you troubleshoot if you ever get to that point. If this is all very overwhelming or just a lot of information and you don't want to worry about it now, but you still want to get started with some effects pedals, I highly recommend starting with a simple multi-effects pedal. That way you only have one thing to plug in and you'll be able to play around with tons of different effects without having to get many different pedals. It could work out great for you, but um, another important thing to remember is that many standalone pedals, meaning the pedals that only come with one or two effects, a lot of times they'll sound better than the effects built into the multi-effects pedals. And uh, standalone pedals also make it easier to adjust certain aspects of the effect on the fly, whereas with a multi-effects unit you may have a few menus to go through. In any case, whether it's a standalone pedal or a multi-effect pedal, a lot of pedals actually allow you to store and recall preset settings to save yourself time. So, if you got a pedal with that, make the most of it. Well, that's all the basic effects pedals that I think you should know about. Just to recap, I covered preamps, tuners, compressors, volume pedals, overdrive, distortion, fuzz, chorus, reverb, delay, loopers, switchers, and octave pedals. I also touched a little bit on pedal boards and multi-effects pedals. All of related links I can think of and my personal favorites will be found in the show notes of the podcast. Also, as a reminder, if you want to know more about pickups and preamps, please be sure to check that out as well. And that's going to do it for this month's episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can send an email to podcast at ukuleleabe.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at Abe's Ukulele Podcast and on Twitter at Ukulele Podcast. Please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Reviews help people find the show. And if you enjoyed this, check out the growing back catalog of knowledge and share the podcast with a friend. If you'd like to support the show, if you dig what I'm doing and chipping in a few bucks is something you'd like to do, you can click the link for the tip jar in the show notes or head on over to patreon.com slash ukuleleabe. 
you get some perks for becoming a patron, so I hope that you will check it out. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful month. Talk to you soon. Aloha. Ooh,